the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Our epistle comes from 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There are a lot of different views on communion, my friends, among very well-intentioned Christians these days. Some believe that communion is nothing more than a symbolic meal that simply symbolizes Jesus' body and his blood, that it somehow merely just reminds us and hints at what was done before. Others will say that communion is all about a personal one-on-one spiritual connection within the heart where we connect somehow within the caverns of our heart with Jesus in our own special way. Therefore, if we want to use grape soda or potato chips, well, it doesn't really matter. It's all about the heart and that personal, special way of connecting with the Lord deep down in the caverns of the heart. And then there are those who say and believe that communion is some reward for holiness as if only super holy and super perfect people are worthy to receive Christ's body and his blood. That communion is some sort of reward for being good. And then there are those, yes, those who say that communion is some celebration that it is to be done in order to somehow strive and display the church's unity some religious huddle where we gather together and interlock arms to show that we are all on the same page. But these people, the more people that you can usher up to that front, to that altar, regardless of their position or their beliefs, well, to them, the better it is. There are also a lot of different opinions on who communion is for these days. Is communion for all ages? For example, some well-intentioned Christians give it to babies, whereas others give communion to toddlers and children without any teaching whatsoever 
on the catechism or what communion actually is. Therefore, communion in these churches turns into nothing more than a snack break somewhere in the midway part of the church service for the whole congregation. There are also well-intentioned Christians that believe that communion should be for everyone, even those who do not profess to even be Christians. Muslims and Buddhists and pagans and so forth, sure, they should take communion because it would be absolutely rude and unloving to make them feel excluded. Tragically, this inclusive mentality has even led, yes, it has even led to some Christians giving communion to their pets. Yes, to dogs and cats. I do not joke. Indeed, there are a lot of different views on communion in our culture these days. However, there seems to be very little discernment or thought put into all these different views. Now, I do not share this to come across as an arrogant jerk by any means or a religious know-it-all, but rather I share this because we have a very clear confession and understanding of what communion is and what it is not. Yes, here at Zion Lutheran Church and in our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, we have a very clear confession and understanding of what communion is and what it is not. And this, my friends, this clear confession of what it is and what it is not, is not based on our own opinions. It is not based on the opinions of culture or the pious religious sentiments of those who have gone before us. But rather, it is based upon the word of God. It is based upon the testimony of scripture. It is based upon the Bible itself. Now, considering all of this, We actually hear tonight about communion from our readings in the Old and New Testament readings that we have encountered this evening. We hear that communion is not some flippant snack bar, and it is not some rallying point where we gather as many people together to make everyone feel warm and fuzzy, and it is not some vacuous symbolic meal where our hearts are to be wooed along in religious feelings. No, it is none of this nonsense. But rather, we hear, we hear that the Lord's Supper was instituted by Jesus Christ on that Monday, Thursday, some 2,000 years ago. We hear that the bread and the wine are the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We hear that communion is a meal that is for Christians to eat and to drink We hear that it is a meal, yes, a holy meal, because Jesus is actually present in that meal. It is food, and it is drink for the body and the soul. It nourishes us, and it strengthens our faith. It is for the forgiveness of all of our sins. We also hear in our gospel reading from this evening that the disciples did not wash Jesus' feet. But it was Jesus who was washing their feet. In other words, the mission and the work of Jesus are about him serving you and me. Christ did not come to be served, as we hear in the Gospel of Mark, but he came to serve and give his life as a ransom for many, and that includes you and me. It is all about him coming to us. It is about him coming to serve you and me. And my friends is the same with communion. 
communion. It is a holy meal. It is a meal that the Lord serves to us, a meal that the Lord grants us, where he grants to us forgiveness, life, and salvation. We come to the Lord's table in faith and with open hands to be served by the Lord. Communion is for the feeding and the tending of God's sheep, not for the entertainment and the coddling of goats. But back to who should come to this altar. Who should come to the altar for communion? Martin Luther clearly says this. He stated once, We will not and we cannot give communion to anyone unless he is first examined regarding what he has learned from the catechism. And whether he intends to forsake the sins which he has again committed... For we do not want to make Christ's church into a pig pen, letting each one come unexamined to the sacrament as a pig to its trough. Such a church we leave to the enthusiasts. So what this means is that people who think they are good should not, I repeat, those who think that they are good should not commune at the altar. Why should they? Those who do not want their feet washed, those who do not think that they are sinners in thought, word, and deed, well, they have no need for Jesus, and they definitely have no need for his supper. And those who deny Jesus and the Christian faith should not commune at the altar as well. A person who denies Jesus or mocks Jesus by ascribing to a non-Christian religion should not be pressured or coerced to the altar or to pretend that there is some sort of unity When there is not. Now, dear friends, keep in mind that this holy meal of communion is for the forgiveness of sins as we hear each and every time that we partake. It is a meal for the forgiveness of all of our sins, which means that it is only, I repeat, it is only for sinners, sinners who are in need of forgiveness, sinners such as myself. And you too. Those who do not see themselves as sin sick sinners really have no use for the Lord Jesus Christ and have no business being at the Lord's table or in the church. The church is a hospital for sinners, not a country club for self righteous and self sufficient individuals. In fact, the scriptures go so far to say that a pagan or a non-Christian or a goody-two-shoe person taking the Lord's Supper in a flippant way without faith is actually unworthy, yes, unworthy of the body and the blood of Christ and is taking communion unto judgment upon themselves, not life. In other words, if a person rejects the idea that they are a sinner or loves sin more than grace or rejects the real presence of Jesus in the supper, well, they should be warned not to take the Lord's Supper. They should fear the table of the Lord. That is why it is so important for pastors to be able to work with people new to the church on a one-on-one basis before they receive the Lord's Supper You see, it's out of love. It is out of love that we must guard them against potentially taking the Lord's Supper unto their own condemnation. Yes, that means even sometimes denying the Lord's Supper in love if they are approaching the Lord's Supper in an unworthy fashion. To the point, to be worthy of the Lord's body and blood 
is to realize that one is unworthy, yet believe upon Jesus Christ and his words that this is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. One more time. To be worthy of the Lord's Supper, to be worthy of his body and his blood, is to realize that one is unworthy, yet at the same time believe upon Christ's words that were spoken into our ears and given to us, these words that this body and blood, this bread and wine, are given for me, for you, for the forgiveness of all of our sins. So what this means is this. When you join this church and when you come to this divine service, when you come to the altar this evening, you are not only declaring that you are in agreement with Christ's church located here in this location in Gwinter, but also declaring that you are a sinner in need of forgiveness. Yes, when you and I come to receive the body and the blood of Christ Jesus, we are confessing that we are not goody-two-shoes, but a failing Christian in need of Jesus Christ. Communion is not like an eloquent country club buffet in which we are only admitted if we are dressed properly, have the right name, and have paid the proper dues. It is not about some sort of religious huddle where we strive towards unity. It is not some individualized, spiritual, one-on-one connection in the heart apart from the Lord's church and apart from his word. It is none of this malarkey. But rather... It is about the Lord. It is about the Lord preparing a table, preparing a table to serve poor and miserable sinners. It is about failing Christians like you and like me, beating our breast and going to the altar with all of our sins to receive complete and total forgiveness for all of our sins. 100% forgiven. It is about failing Christians coming to a holy meal to receive everlasting life and salvation upon our tongues and into our bellies to know that we are forgiven, 100% forgiven for Christ's sake, knowing that we are in Christ Jesus today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Blessed baptized saints of Zion, tonight... You should not be scared away from the Lord. The Lord did not give his life and shed his blood to hurt you, but he gave himself unto death for your very benefit, to your comfort and to your strengthening, for the redemption of your bodies and your souls. Furthermore, you should not be scared away from the Lord's table this evening, for the Lord does not give you his body and his blood in and under the bread and wine to hurt you or destroy you, but to give you new life. The Lord, he meets sinful mankind. He meets failing Christians and failing pastors at the altar with forgiveness and life and salvation. The Lord is the one who sits down with sinners to eat. He is the one who came for sinners. He's the one who comes to forgive sinners with a holy meal of communion. Therefore, as Christians... As Christians, we approach the Lord's Supper with joy, with confidence, and comfort this evening, knowing what it is and knowing what it is not. 
while at the same time confessing this, that I am a poor, miserable sinner and I need help and I need comfort, I wish to attend the Lord's Supper and I believe that Christ and his word, that this supper is given and shed for the forgiveness of sins for me. You who are hungry and you who are thirsty, come to the Lord's Supper this night which has been prepared for you. For in this Lord's Supper, you will be nourished and refreshed. You who feel the weight of sin, the guilt of your failures, and the sting of death, come. Come to the Lord's Supper, for here at this altar you receive forgiveness, you receive life, you receive salvation. Come and receive The Lord does not hold back. He meets you because he is for you. Come and receive the body and the blood of Christ this evening and the Lord's Supper, a holy meal, yes, a holy meal instituted for you that Monday, Thursday, long ago. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.